Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Lili Nishmas, Imi Merosi, Rus Bas Mordechai. Here in Chicago, Baruch Hashem, what a start. Erev Pesach, Erev Erev Pesach. Real quickly, the schedule tomorrow, 9.30, is shear number one on Daf Lamites. At 10.30, is shear number two on Daf Mem. And then the following day, Erev Yanta, 2 o'clock, me and myself in this room, Probably Yoel, Yoel Bergman, maybe uh, Dr. Dalber. No, he's taking a schluff, he said. He can't be there, sorry. So just me and myself, 2 o'clock, and the guys on Zoom, Eli Dykman, Bechavero from Borough Park. Matzayantev, 10.30 in Mundelein. It's really not for the Tzibor, but if you insist, we'll, we'll figure something out. And then Chalabayad back over here, 8 o'clock every night, Bezer Hashem. So a few emails. Here's an email from Yaakov Daniel. It says, should I skip if I'm five daft behind? What's the answer? Yes. Of course you skip. But here we have, just from today, a very interesting answer to that question. Since the beginning of Ben Ismanim, I started being behind in the daft. This is from Mayor Rothenberg. I was cleaning Yeshiva's Ben Ismanim and more, which caused me to totally forget the daft. Although, the, the result was I came back from Davening on Friday while seeing that I'm behind five daft. Imagine the same question. I told myself a few reasons, and this is from today, you can see, April 13th, 10.04 p.m. He had a few reasons why he should stop learning the daf, it's too many daf to catch up, two, even if I do, I'd like to have time off, three, Yavamas is very hard anyway. But I decided to at least do a daf and figure out what to do afterwards. The shir was one of the first shirim from the hotel room in Switzerland. I got so inspired from your rebellion that even when you travel to different places with the daf and even when the Rav's kids are skiing, the Rav, <laughs> Ellie, can go skiing and had to prepare and make 20 plus charts for that day's daf. I could say with much inspiration from you, I was able to set an hour and a half every day to learn two dafim every day with you on one and a half speed without emails. <laughs> Today I thank, of course, Hashem and you, rebellion, for catching up to the daf and making me only one daft behind. To sum up my experience, no reason in the world that can stop someone from learning, especially the daft. There's always time to learn, especially when it's a routine to learn the daft. And for the reasons I thought earlier, I can explain why they're just simply not good enough reasons. Being behind the daft isn't an issue. I always come to mashlim and learn Pesach cleaning. Much easier, especially the charts. All I can say is thank you so much. Keep inspiring, please keep up with the shards. Can't wait for your turn to Kaidish, Mayor Rothenberg, Yishkoyach. I hope that answers the first guy's question. Isaac Godlevsky says, Dear Rebelli, gigantic Yishkoyach for your very inspiring performance of cheer. I thought you and the London would be interested in seeing attached Erev Pesach checklist. I've been compiling for a number of years now. This, this year, due to the end of the Shloshim Galad Dorb, Chaim Kanievsky, following a first, I have compiled Chaim's Erev Pesach checklist. Wish you Edgeware, England. So I don't know if you could see, but there's a very, very nice checklist here. I wish I, I knew how to share it with everybody. Maybe Yosef will put it on the chat or something. Attend Bhairim, Toivling, new utensils, pick up the dry cleaning, clean the phone. The center center column, the first thing on top says, brush teeth, dentures thoroughly. Okay. 
but I have a pshat for it. I have another email that explains this. And then it says, stop eating chametz by a certain time, make sure chametz, very, very cool things here. Burn the lulav, everything. Kittel, becher, pillows, nash for the kids, charoises. Okay, that's the checklist. Now, what's Reb Chaim's checklist? Beautiful. You have to finish Tanakh, Talmud Bavli, Talmud Yishalmi, Shulchanorach, Mishnah Brewer, Mishnah Torah, Rambam, Zoyer Kodesh, Medish Rabbah, Mechilta, Torah, Skadim, it's a free. Just to say that takes a half a year. Asher, Yair, and here we go, Raboisai by Alex Gilden. My dear MD Wire and Chaver Shammai Goldberg came in for his pre-Pesach cleaning. Pun intended. So you see, there's an Indian to brush your teeth really well or go to the dentist for it. I saw he's listening to this show in the waiting room and suggested he turn it on while getting cleaning. Baruch Hashem, he has healthy teeth and a healthy mind. Keep on, keep on keeping on. We look forward every day to turning on the share and absorbing the ruchnius, all the best. P.S. We decided to go for the stage and the unstaged picture as well. All the best, Alex Gilden. You see in the screen over there, the shears play. All right. Oh, <laughs> the sponsors. So, as usual, Reboisai, the Parnas HaChodesh for the Koilo is anonymous in the schos of Hilben Sardino Rivko Basvega, the Shibizuk, the Zerushakayoma. Friends and family, Rafur Shlemer for Yaakov Yudim and Gittel. Parnas Chodesh, Bressler, Austin, Rosemary Shulman, Tobias Family, the Schus, Rafur Shlemer for Shiva, Rav Shobe, David, Ben Yechevit, Drukshlita. Parnas Chodesh, by the Lakin Lebek families, Lakewood in Jersey, because Taira is the best as Gula. Parnas Chodesh, Chodesh Nisan sponsored by Yoyli, Lilinch Mazdo, Pinchas Ben Moshe, Lilinch Rukhom, Chai Fru, Mazdo, Pinchas, Lilinch Mazdo, Shrag, whatever, Malay, Shalom. Parnas Chodesh, Aaron Freeman. For me, Luschos, Parnas, and Ziyad Shmayin, Katina, Slochter, Beli, Shkoyach, Salman, Josovich, Josovich. We have a, a, a famous person in our neighborhood, Josovich. This is Josovich. Shmuel, Ben Shloyme, Hendel, Miriam, Bas, Mordechai, David. Moshe Handler, Luschos, my children, and Sloch, and learning. Their Eli continues, Gishmak, Shur, for eons. Shkoyach, Godol, Ma'oid. Raboisai. We're in the middle of a sugyo. Of Mominus, everybody said it was very, very Gishmak. Unfortunately, it's almost over. There's a, a mission coming up, and we know what that means. A brand new sugya. So, we're discussing basically a kid that's a Suffolk. We don't know who his father is, and he has a claim to Yerusha. Other people have claim to Yerusha. So let's see what's going on here. So we'll start with a sequence because it's the beginning of the sugya. Over here we have a grandfather, the guy with the hat, and he has two sons, Ruvain and Yehuda. And Ruvain goes bye-bye. This is the story of Safik the Yavim B'nichsei Saba. Then Ruvain marries the five-towner. I'm sorry, it happened before he died. And Yehuda was Miyav in the five-towner. And out comes the Suffolk. That's the Suffolk that we're familiar with from yesterday. The little guy comes out. We don't know who the father is. We know who the mother is. He's definitely from the five-towner, but we don't know if he's a nine-month full-term baby and he was born to Ruvain, his father's Ruvain, or it's from Yehuda. Yehuda had the right to be Miyabin because, in fact, Ruvain never had a child and this is his child. And then the grandfather goes bye-bye and leaves a tremendous amount of Yerusha that's worth fighting over. Suffolk says, I'm the son of Ruvain, and therefore I deserve 
half the Yerusha. Yehuda says, no, you're my son. You deserve zero. What do you think the halacha should be? Oh, so let's see inside. He's talking about himself. Hi, Gavra, that guy in third person. I'm the son of Reuven, the guy that died. I deserve 50%. No, you're my son. Who are you? Little Mechutzef, you're my son. Be quiet. Why are you taking me to Bezdin? Have a Yavam Vadai, Vesavik Safik. The Yavam certainly gets Yerusha no matter how you look at it. Either Yehuda gets 100% or he gets 50%, but he's, he's a Vadai in this case. He's 100% going to get Yerusha. Vesavik, and Mr. Safik, his name is Safik, he's a real Safik when it comes to the Yerusha. He's not only a Safik who his father is, but he's a Safik in Yerusha. Either he gets zero, he gets 50%, but there's a, there's a tzad that he gets a zero. And therefore, he gets zero in this case. Same case. But now, Yehuda has two children. I forgot to do a bye-bye on him. He went bye-bye. He has two children, a chassidish guy, uh, more of a five towns guy. And the Suffolk, they come to court. The, the two guys, Taina Wat, we come from our father. And we deserve a third. Each one of us deserves a third. You, Mr. Suffolk, you're our brother. And if you're our brother, you get a third. So let's say there's six gold bars over there. So each one of us should get two gold bars. There's three sons, each one should get two bars. The Suffolk guy says, no, I want three bars. I'm the son of Ruvain. The son of Ruvain should get half of the Yerusha of the grandfather. And you that gets half of the Yerusha. And you guys should divide the bars between yourselves. Each one of you should get one and a half bars. But I should get three bars. I should get 50% of all the gold. Says the Gemara. The Suffolk little kid says, I'm the son of Reuven, I deserve 50% of everything. All you are is a brother. You're our brother. As a brother, we're going to divide the Yerusha in three ways. Says the Gemara, Here goes next chart. Mr. Suffolk says, I'm not your brother. I'm the son of Reuven. Reuven gets 50%. You guys get 50%. Okay, so you admit that we get 50%? Okay, let's start off with that. Thank you. Thank you for the three bars of gold. Now we get three bars of gold. Now what? Now you guys admit to me that I'm a brother. I'm at least a brother. So give me two. So now he takes two out of the three. Now we have one bar left. What do you do with that one bar? That's a suffix, that one bar. So you give half and half. Half half goes to the brothers, half goes to him. So it comes out that he gets two and a half and they get three and a half. In other words, they get 175, one and three quarters, and, they get, and he gets two and a half. So depending on how you look at it, he was claiming that they should get three bars 
And at the end, they ended up getting three and a half bars. That's all that happened there. So it wasn't such a big loss for him. He wanted three bars, he got two and a half. His whole claim was that he wanted three bars. So, yeah, so again, we'll see inside. Says the Gemara, Palgit Kamaidluhu Shakli. It's not really going quickly enough. Here we go. Huh. A little bit of a delay. Half that you admit to me, to, to us, we'll take that. Tilt of the Kamaidluhu Lay Shakal. A third. That you admit to the Suffolk, you say that he's a brother, and as a brother, you divide the six bars in three, so he gets two. Pashluhu Danka. So there's a sixth left. In other words, there's one bar of gold left. Have a Mohammed and Amud of And you take that one and you divide it in half, and the brothers get three and a half. Well, what happens is, if there's ten brothers, you divide the three and a half gold bars by ten brothers, and he ends up with a ton of gold. He ends up by himself, two and a half bars. What if the grandfather and the Yavam are trying to divide the Nechassim of the Suffolk? The Nechassim goes sideways, not in this picture, but he has a lot of cash next to him because he left over Yerusha. So the, the, the grandfather argues that he's the son of Ruvain and the grandfather's the sole inheritor of Ruvain, his son. So he deserves all of it. Yehuda says, no, he's my son and I deserve everything. You grandfather get zero. Now, by the way, it doesn't mean that the grandfather's a bad guy and he's taking his son to Bezin. We want to know, the Metzius, what happens? Well, who, where does it go? If everybody's a big tzaddik and doesn't go to Bezin, but tachlis, where does this money go to? So it's the same case whether, uh, I guess my computer is really slow. <laughs> we need a new one. Saba v'yavam v'nixi Suffolk. Oy, Saba v'suffolk v'nixi yavam. What if it's the grandfather, Mr. Suffolk, argue over the money? I thought I made a chart for it. I guess not. But you guys get the idea. Over here, everybody's coming without any real strong taina, and therefore divide the pile of cash 50-50. The official mission is sponsored by the MDY Tehillim Group, where we dive in for Rafus, Yeshuas, and Shiduchim, for Klai Yisrael and for MDY family. I guess a lot of people signed up because I heard that they extended there, I think they sponsored another $1,800 for the next 18 Mishnahites. Join us at the hillim.8mindav.com Yishkoyach. Shemeres Yovam Shenoflol Nechasim. What's a Shemeres Yovam? So you had it a number of times. Shemeres Yovam means a, a, a woman who lost her husband and is just waiting to see what's going to happen. Is the Yovam going to be Miabim? He's going to do Chalitza. Which kid is going to do it? What's happening? She's waiting. And she inherited money. So typically we're talking about nichse milug. Money that a woman brings in to a marriage. So once again, it's, it's kind of some of the ideas that we discussed until now. What is her status? 
is the zika, does the zika make her as if she's married or she's not married? What exactly is going on here? So we're going to say that it's not marriage. It's definitely not marriage, but it has some sort of effect. So how much? Now, when a woman is married, let's say a woman comes into the, I have family members that as teenage girls, they own nursing homes, right? The, the parents put them on nursing homes. They own nursing homes. They come into the marriage. Now what? The halacha is, that's nichsim belug. Come into marriage, the husband gets all the profits of the nursing home. That's how it works. Nursing home is hers, but he, he gets the profits. For whatever the reason is. She goes ahead and sells it. No, can't sell. He has control while, while they're married. Over here, nobody's married yet, yet. There's three brothers waiting to do something. The oldest one is supposed to do it, as we're going to see in the next Mishnah. So, who has control on this nursing home? She can do whatever she wants. It's hers, she could sell. So we must remember this ratio. This is the discussion of the Gemara. Why all of a sudden, over here, she has full control? She's a Shemeris Yavam. Nobody did Yibum yet. Her husband died. She's Bavelos. She's sad. Waiting for one of the brothers to, to make a move. She has full control. Mesa, all of a sudden, things are changing here. Mesa, Mayasa Biksubasa, Uben Chasim. So, first of all, if she dies, Mayasa Biksubasa, what's going to be with her? Ksuba, who, who owns it, who takes it? Uben Chasim, Hanichnasim, Biyotzimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimimim
But the property that comes in and out with her, the nursing home, the, 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 the orchards, whatever, the fields, that goes back to her, her family. And now another halacha, if one of the Yevamen went ahead and was Miyavimer, then she's a regular wife, he's in control, not control, whatever that means. He has to, he divorces her to get. What time do we start, anybody? It's already 20 minutes in. Okay, so we've got to start moving. Okay. Is on, on that side of the family, in the husband's family. Ask the Gemara the question Why in the ratio agree? Everybody agrees that she's in control. So I just want to show you real quickly. So we, so we have an overview of, of what we're going to be learning. There's going to be a nafkimina between the ratio and the seifa. What is the nafkimina? Four nafkiminas. Ula says the first, the nafkimina is the race is talking about an arusa. She's engaged. So if she's engaged, she's in full control of the nursing home. She's not, the, she's not that person's wife yet. Makes a lot of sense, right? And the safe is talking about when she's completely married. Married is different. Then he takes over control. Rabbi doesn't like that. So he says, no, the race is talking about she's alive. When she's alive, she's a vadai. And she's in control of the nursing home. Mesa, if she dies, the Seifa, then Yachleiko. Abaya says, I'm just saying this real quickly as an overview, so you don't get scared of the sugya. It's easy sugya, we just have to understand the overview. Abaya says, no. The first part of the mission is talking about when the property came to her, when she was in that in-between status. She wasn't married and she wasn't biyibom, she was in-between. So if she's in-between, nobody, nobody married her yet, so she's in full control. But the second, the second part of the mission is when it fell, the Nechassim came to her, the Yerusha came to her. The first ones came to her when she was a Shemeris Yavim. Second is, she, they, it came to her when she was married to the first guy. Okay? Married to the first guy, then she loses control. And Rava says the Nafkimina is whether or not somebody did Maimer. She's a Shemeris Yavim. But when there's no Maimer, nobody gave her Kesef Kiddushin, then she's still in full control. Once the Yavim gives her Kiddushin, then he becomes in control. Let's see inside. When she got the Yerusha, when she was engaged, Arusa, whatever you want to call Arusa in English, call it engaged. It's not really engaged like today, but it's real. It's, it's like mamish, like a, a semi-married. So almost married. What? Yeah. Givens for Arusa. Yeah. So she was in Arusa, and that's when she got the Nechassim, but she's in full control. The Sefer Denofla, she got the Yerusha, Kshinesua, when she was completely married, and therefore the husband has control. Says the Gemara Vekasav Arula, Zikas Arusa, Oisa Safik Arusa. The Zika of the Yibum, yes, the Yibum when you're in Arusa, that Zika, that bond, is only a Suffolk bond. When it comes to this Yerusha, Zikas Nesua is a Suffolk Nesua. Not really, I mean, at the end of the day, there's nothing. He gets nothing, there's no bond, but there's enough bond that she requires Chalitza, so there's a little bit of a bond. 
זיקס נשואו, איזה ספק נשואו. So according to Bishamai, what do we do when we have a Suffolk? Yachloiku. According to Bishil, what do we do when we have a Suffolk? Chazaka. Whatever, whatever has the hold on that money. So the nursing home goes back to the parents, to her parents. The Ksuba goes to his family. Turn the Dav, sponsored by Moshe Horn, in honor of Jolly, <laughs> Joe Krause, and family. And in honor of Ed Kinsbursky, Brian Kinsbursky, and Ari Miller for learning the Dav. Givald. Okay. Zikas Harusa, Isa Safak Harusa, says the Gemara, the Gemara is Masbir. If the Zika makes her 100% like an Harusa, Moedim Basil, Shemir Kherzim, it says, Kayam, Basil are going to agree that she can do whatever she wants when she's an Harusa. If she gets possession of an inheritance while she's engaged, Basil says she cannot sell. Why? Because she's engaged. But you see, Basil say she shouldn't sell. So in our sugya, it's only a suffix. It's very weak. It's less than Arusa. And therefore, she can do whatever she wants. The Khatkhila. Yeah? Let's go back for a second. In the Mishnah. Shemer Ziavam, Shanafalon Chasim. Everybody agrees. Shemecheres, Venoisenes, Vekayam. She could sell and do whatever she wants. But wait a minute. Basil says she can't sell. If she sold, it's sold. But she shouldn't go ahead and sell. So how come in this mission it says she could sell? Because she's not really engaged. She's only zkuka. It's a little bit of a bond to a yavam. She was engaged to the guy that died. And therefore the zika comes down as a zika of an engaged woman. And for that we say she could sell her Yerusha no problem. Nobody could stop her. Says the Gemara, Zikas Nesua, Oysel Safik Nesua. Now, if she was married beforehand, like everybody's familiar with the, the typical um, story of Yibum, that what? She was married, her husband dies, and she falls to Yibum. Now, there's a Zika, she's, there's a certain bond between her and the Yavam that creates a Safik Nesua. Zika is not strong enough to make a real married woman. Because if you hold that she has a halach of 100% married, is going to say, 50-50. If she inherits something while she's married, and you're telling me that this Yivam is 100% married, look at the halach as a married woman. He has the power to stop any kind of sale she does. If she tries to sell a nursing home while she's married, it doesn't work. So obviously if she tried to sell the nursing home now, when she's only Zkuka, obviously she's not 100% married. Because if so, she wouldn't be able to. And we said she's able to. All the bond does is a little bit of a bond, but not 100%. Amalia Rabba. I have a question, says Rabbah. Why does the Mishnah say 
that we're talking about, that she died, and we're talking about the actual real estate of the nursing home, lift the gubachayel, or the payroys, why kill her off? We have a suffix now what to do with the, with the, with the produce, with the, with the income. So, why? Because she's a suffix nisua. We don't know what her status is. So if we don't know what her status is, look, if, if she's 100% married, we know what to do with the income. What do we do in the income? It goes to the husband. That's what happens. But over here we have a woman that's nishtahi nishtaher. She's, she's married, she's not married. So what do I do with the income? What is that called? A suffolk. So according to the Bishamai, the Allah should be Yachloiku. And according to the Bishilla, it should be Chazaka. It goes back to, the, to her family. And then the story. So why did you kill her? Why does the Mishnah say she died? Why, why are you killing people for no reason? Says the I don't like your Psha. The Nafkimin is not like you see the Ula, the Nafkimin, Arusa, the Sua. No. Both of them happened. She received the Yerusha while she was married. There's a Ration, a Seifa. Both of them are when she's married. Vizik is the Sua, he's a Suffolk Nesua. You're right. I agree to that part. The Zika makes a Suffolk. She's ha- semi-married. Suffolk if she's married or not. I don't know what Allah is. Reisha di Kaimo. Oh, so what's enough, Kimina? The Reish is that she's alive, the safe is that she's dead. Reish, the Kaima, she's here, she's arguing for it. She's a Vadai, and the other guy's a Safi. She owns it. It's hers. Comes the other guy saying, Well, I'm semi married to you. I might be married to you 100%, I don't know. So he's only a Safi. Okay, ain't Suffolk might me they vada. Seifa de Mesa, but in the, the second part where she's dead, over there's another Shaila. Who inherits her? Is it the husband's family or is it the father's family? Her family or his family? Okay, so then that's a, that's a real Suffolk. It's a Suffolk against a Suffolk, not a Suffolk against a vada. And that's why this Yachloiku. Asks Abaya a question, and we should remember this question. Because he asked a question from the case that we once had, similar, of a house that fell on somebody. And the Gemara is going to ask, I'm just, so that we could hold cup. The Gemara said, why did you ask a question from that case, which is in a different Seder, it's in the Zikin. You could ask from our Mishnah, you could ask from, from Nashim. Okay, but what's the question? We just said that when she's alive, she's a Vadai. She's a Vadai. She's alive. She has a nursing home. Before she got engaged, it was 100% hers. So she's a Vadai. Comes the husband or, or the Yavam and says, Hey, I'm connected to you. There's a bond. It's called Zika. I'm somewhat connected to you. Give me, give me the nursing home. Maybe you're connected, maybe you're not. I don't know how much you're connected. So that's a suffix. And Ain suffix, that connection cannot take away from her. She comes in with a vada. But wait a minute. Says in the Mishnah. Here's the picture. 
The house fell on the father and the son. Okay, so the story went like this. There's a very wealthy guy with a Hamburg. And he has a trust fund uh, baby. Home Ruben. This guy, she gets into a lot of chayves. He gambles away all his money. He's always in... He finally comes to his father one day and he tells his father, I need more money. And his father says, I told you a thousand times, don't come here. I give you enough. Da, 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 the, whole, the whole spiel. Now he's in a lot of chayvahs, this Reuven. He's, he owes everybody money. The father starts screaming at him. He screams so loud that the ceiling caves in, kills them both. Now the Shiloh is, who died first? It's a big Shiloh. Why? Because the young kid, he owes a lot of money. And if he died second, even a millisecond later, he inherited all those millions, and now the, he has to pay his debt. But if he died a millisecond before the father, then he, he died penniless. So all those guys, bye-bye. <laughs> all the chayvahs, forget about it. Bankrupt. It's a big shayla who died first. The, the, the guys with the chayvahs, they come, they say, we know, we're going to say, the young guy died second. Died second. Pay us. The, the other Yarshim, the, the brothers say, no, he died first. Nobody knows the real answer. But who's going to get the money? So what is that called? A suffolk and a vadai. And what's that, Allah? There for sure, Yarshim. But we, we said already, when it comes to Yerusha, when you Yarshim 50%, you're a vadai. At least, at least you have something 100%. And they come as maybe, maybe everything or maybe nothing. They're not a vade in the Yerusha. Let's see. But each one is an equal suffix here. They both died. These two people died. We don't know who died first. Nobody's going to know besides Eliyahu and Abi. What's not? There's a lot of money. The, the ones that inherit the father say that our brother died first, so he died penniless. And the guy that's owed money says, That's not what happened. The son was alive and he inherited $10 million. A second later, he died. So pay up. Oh, over here you see. That the Suffolk guy gets, gets, gets 50%. He's able to take out of the Vada. He's a Suffolk and takes out of the Vada. No. The money stands status quo in that family. They get their share 100%. They're going to get a share. How much is the share? That's the Shiloh. The Bachoyv might get zero. Because what's the difference? So, since the Balchoyv has a star, it's as if it's already collected, and therefore they're both suffixes. It's suffix against suffix. How do you know this halacha? This not because it says in the Mishnah. Very interesting halacha. I'm, I'm wondering what the oiler would think without seeing the halacha inside. If a person tells his wife, don't 
don't seclude yourself with that man. And she's caught secluding herself. Now we don't know exactly what happened behind closed doors. We can only assume. So the husband brings her to the Beis HaMikdash and they give her the Maim HaMarim. They write the whole thing, Shem Hashem, put it in there. And if she's clean, she gets a bracha. She's not clean, she dies. What happened was, the husband dies first. He didn't make it. He had a heart attack. He was so sad at what happened with his wife. Heart attack and he dies. Mesu They weren't able to drink. Bishamai, what did Bishamai say? This is the important word here. This is what we're going for, right here. Bishamai say, they take the ksuba. They get a ksuba. But aren't they a little bit of a suffolk? Because if they were mizana, if she was mizana, she gets zero. A woman's mizana doesn't get a ksuba. And if she was a mizana, but over here is just hearsay. No, we don't know anything. But okay, the Gemara understands. It's a big suffolk. Adam came, said she was, she's misyachet. They don't drink. Obviously, she can't drink the water. The husband is not alive anymore. And it says that he has to bring her and drink it. So, Mela, she gets her ksuba. Either they drink or they don't get a ksuba. What do you mean, oishoises? How could they drink? Okay, what I meant to say, she has to drink, but she can't drink. So, Mela, she doesn't get a ksuba. Over here, it's a shyless suffix, whether she's Mizan or not. In other words, whether or not she gets a ksuba because he's suffix. Look, Bishami say she gets a ksuba, even though there's a suffix, whether she deserves it. So Abaya, who asked the question, he asked the question from the case on the screen. The house fell on the two people. They have a suffix and a suffix. He didn't ask the question from over here. Another question from the Saita. Okay. Now you have to see Rashi inside over here. Rashi says, You see it like six lines down from where it becomes wide. Says Rashi, a very important thing that she has a ksuba. Okay, so no, but her two hundred zuz, whatever she's owed in the ksuba, go to her immediately upon the death of her husband, it's as if they go into the bank account. They go into her hand. And now the yarshim want to take it out of her hand. See what Rashi does here. Rashi's Mechadash here or explains Pshat that what happens is with the uh, when you have a shtar that's as if you collected, it's literally as if it's in her hand. And now the Yarshim are trying to take it out of his hand. Out of her hand. You like it? If it's not literally that she, she uh, collected it, then it should be. And Rashi goes on as a kasha, terrorist. Okay. Says the Gemara. Why did Abai go to this case of the house falling down on people? It's another Seder. It's in Seder. It's in Nizikin. Go over here. Seder Nashim, Saita. 
Says Gemara, Dilma Ksuba Sishashani. Because a special Allah is when it comes to Ksuba, we're very lenient to Ksuba Mishmachina. We want women to get married, we want to entice them through the Ksuba. So we make all these leniencies. Don't bring any rayas of suffix, vadais when it comes to Ksuba. Different Allahs when it comes to Ksuba. But at least ask a question from our Mishnah that you see that the Yavam is Chaylik, the Ksuba. And we're talking about a Yavam. A Yavam you don't have, right? After she dies, when the woman dies. So you do a Chaylikah on the Ksuba. But over there, there's no chino. You don't have to be nice to the woman. You don't have to entice the woman. You're talking about men fighting here. Men are fighting over the ksuba. You don't have that svara of, of trying to entice them. So the Gemara, like pligi. There's no machlaikis in our Mishnah. What? The loy. Read the Mishnah. Baktani, mesa. If the woman dies. Ma'yi, asa b'ksubasa. What do we do with her ksuba? Uban chasam and chasam v'yoytim ima. And with the nursing homes. Here, here, look. Period. I'm asking you a question. If the woman dies, what do I do with the ksuba? Vishafka, and we went to sleep. We left the question. We didn't answer the question. Now, what do I do with the nursing homes? There was no machloik, as the Gemara says. Not because it's, that's how the Gemara understood to begin with. And Basil say, the Ksuba goes to the husband's family. And Bishama agreed to that as well. Okay, Omar Avashi. I can prove it from the Mishnah, from the Lashon of the Mishnah. We're going to divide the, the family of the husband, are going to divide it with the family of the wife. So what does that mean in, in, in grammar, the way you read it? In other words, the Yershayav are the main people. They're holding on to it. We're going to allow you the, the Yarshim of the husband to divide with them. So they're holding on to it. The Yarshim, it's in the family, the wife's family, those nursing homes and things. So let's go back here. Abaye says the difference between the Rash and the Seifa is when she got these Nechasa. The Nafalakshi Shemeris Yavam. When she's just waiting around, that's when she's in control. Safer than other she tacht of the bal when she is married to the original husband. Because Savar. So listen to this. His hand is equal. They're 50 50. What? 45. Okay. We'll go two more minutes, let's see. If we just finish the sugya. 50-50. But once the guy dies, what happens? There's a bond. And the zika obviously is less than a husband. So if a husband is 50% and she's 50%, now what happens? The zika is at most 49%, 48%. 
she's stronger now, and therefore she has full control. Obviously, when they're together, the husband has more control. That's not the nafkamino. If it was under the husband's uh, watch or under shimer. No, we're talking about the rash and the seifa when they, she got this inheritance. When she didn't have a husband, she didn't have a yavam. The Rish is talking about that nobody performed the Maimer and therefore she's on her own 100%. She's in full control. Okay, let's just do one more line. If you do Maimer, you become a strong Arusa, but a little bit of a uh, uh, she's a Vade Arusa that once you do Maimar, push off the Tsara. Okay? And she has a status of a married woman, of a Suffolk married woman, at least to do Yachleiku, because we don't know what to do, so we do Yachleiku, a boy's eye, have a wonderful day.